This morning, we set out for this local church four goals we want to emphasize in 2018. Recommitment to daily Bible reading, more effort to invite people to our services, serving one another better, and a better understanding of the first Corinthian letter. And I promised this morning that tonight I would expand on one of these, the first of these goals, the goal of daily Bible reading. First, there are a couple of things I want to say to help us stay on course and to be clear. And then I'll talk about what happens when you read the Bible every day. First, these two things. As I mentioned this morning, many years ago, when we started daily Bible reading here, we used the daily Bible arranged by Lagarde Smith. It may have this older cover, some of you will recognize, or there is a newer cover. You can order these from Amazon or go into Barnes and Noble, and if they do not have one, just give them the title and the name. It is simply the Bible arranged in chronological order, the New International Version. We've used that, many of us, here over many years and found it to be helpful. Then also, many years ago, Bill took a lot of time to type these readings in the Lagarde Smith schedule into printed format and make this available to the members so that you can stay on task with us, the schedule many of us follow, reading from any translation that you are comfortable with. And we've made that available again. There are some of these in the back, several copies, and we sent this out in PDF format through the LH update, and we can print more of these if we need to. Bill and I, in our discussions over recent months, have discussed the value of all of us being on the same schedule. When Bill reads to us on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, he's reading from this schedule, this plan. We certainly do not make this a test of fellowship. But we think there is value in all of us reading from the same plan. And this year, several times during the year, my preaching will coincide with the daily Bible reading. So if you're starting this year, you can purchase one of these and follow the schedule. This is simply the Bible in chronological order. Or you can use the schedule that Bill typed out that we have sent out through email and that is printed in the back. And you can read from whatever your preferred translation is. Now, the heart of what I want to talk to you about tonight, I want to provide some answers to this question. What happens when you read the Bible daily? And there are four answers I want to concentrate on during our time for a few minutes together tonight. What happens when you read the Bible daily? Number one, you are refusing to take somebody's word for what you ought to do 
in your relationship with God. You are refusing to take somebody's word for it. You're going to read it from God. If you're familiar with religious history, one of the great tragedies that you can track in religious history is people putting their spiritual lives, their souls, into the hands of men. Men who have said to people, we will study for you. We will read for you. We will determine what you need to do in your religious practice. That's one of the great tragedies that you can track all through religious history. And one example of that is the powerful empire of classic Catholicism. For many years, and still to some degree today, people were denied access to the Bible who were a part of this religious complex. Or they were only given parts of the Bible that the high officials would allow them to have, and still then, when the officials gave them only parts of the Bible, they gave it to them with their authorized interpretation, what the church told them to believe about that passage. Then came the Reformation movement. And then after that, I think more fully, the Restoration movement. There was an effort to give the Bible back to the people. Let them read it for themselves. Let them have their own faith directly from the Word of God, which is the source of faith. Big institutional religion is afraid of this. It threatens their existence. Part of religious history that led to the Restoration Movement is sometimes called the Great Awakening in the 19th century, where there was a move toward people studying for themselves. Barton W. Stone was a voice to the people in this country to read the Bible for yourself. There was a huge meeting at Cane Ridge, Kentucky. Paul and I visited this historical site a couple of years ago. Barton W. Stone's grave is there. His preaching and the preaching of other men like him back in that era ignited a fire for simple New Testament Christianity. But it required something that many denominations were afraid of. The people having their own Bible, reading their own Bibles. Stone and Campbell and others said, everyone must read the Bible for themselves. Now, Stone and Campbell may have been mistaken about a lot of things, but they were right about that. Everyone needs to read the Word of God for themselves. And when you talk about all this, it may remind you of the people in Berea, about whom it was said in Acts 17, 11, they searched the Scriptures daily to see if these things were so. I'm saying tonight, when you read the Bible every day, you are able to see the truth on the page yourself. Never entertain the thought that I'm not going to read the Bible, I'm just going to see what Berkeley says about it. Please never entertain such a thought. Read it for yourself. Read what the Word of God says. Look at the truth on the page yourself, and then look at yourself.
without depending on some fallible man to tell you what it says. It is a great blessing to be able to have a Bible and read it for yourself and read it for yourself every single day. That's one of the reasons we put this as one of the goals, to recommit ourselves to daily Bible reading. What happens when you read the Bible every day? You are feeding your faith. Faith in God and the obedience faith generates requires fuel. Faith is not static. It is not something you received at one time and it just stays the same and you just sort of keep it alongside you all the way. It must be fed. And I'm certain of this because of how faith is described in the New Testament. In Luke 17, the disciples ask Jesus about increasing their faith. And he answered them by using that well-known image of the mustard seed. And what does that capture? It captures the idea of growth. And then in 2 Peter chapter 1, the apostle speaks about adding to your faith. That requires the activity of the believer. You acquire faith from the Word of God, then you go back to the Word of God and you add to your faith. You grow your faith. You feed your faith. And you feed your faith the same way that you created it to begin with. By looking into the Word of God and reading what it says and considering the evidence given. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. If your faith is to be your faith, it must be personally acquired from the right source to begin with and then fed from the same source. Your contact with the Word of God is absolutely critical. Bill and I will not tell you, you must follow this schedule and you have to read from this translation, but we are going to tell you, we are going to tell you that contact with the Word of God is absolutely essential to be a child of God. So think about daily Bible reading as feeding your faith. Does somebody have to get you up every day and say, now you've got to eat? You have, you have to have groceries. You need to eat and be nourished. Nobody has to tell me to feed my body every day. Well, my faith needs to be fed, and I need to feed it every day. Daily Bible reading serves that high purpose, putting us in contact with spiritual food through which we survive every day and by which we're able to grow and serve God and serve others better. Turn to 2 Peter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. What happens when you read the Bible daily? You're refusing to take somebody's word for it. You are feeding your faith and you are reviewing and remembering your obligations. Listen to this. This is now the second letter that I'm writing to you, beloved. In both of them, I'm stirring up your sincere mind 
by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandments of the Lord and Savior through your apostles. Let me ask you a very simple question. Do you ever need to be reminded of anything? If you never need any reminders, wow, you are the exception to the rule. I need to be reminded of things. If you look on my desk right now, there's a whole tablet full of reminders. I need to be reminded of things. Everybody I know <coughs> needs to be reminded of things. We forget things. And sometimes the memory is there, but it needs to be prompted. It needs to be brought to the surface again. Daily Bible reading functions to remind us of what we need to be doing. How we need to be thinking. How we need to be speaking and interacting with people and events. I assure you, if you read the Bible every day, you will often encounter reminders of duty. And it will not be such as the case where you say, Well, I forgot about worship. No. But it will prod and ignite a memory that needs to be refreshed. Peter said, By way of reminder that you should remember... Daily Bible reading is a function of good spiritual memory. It's good for your behavior. It's good for the upkeep of your spiritual life. It will put you back in touch with what you've studied before about duties and obligations and promises and motivation and examples that illustrate in passages that give you good insight into who God is, who Christ is. And what Christ ought to mean to us every day. An opportunity is granted to us every day that we get up to review and remember the important truths we committed to when we were baptized. What happens when you read the Bible every day? You're refusing to take somebody's word for it. You are feeding your faith. You are reviewing your obligations and you are renewing your hope. I'm going to go to Hebrews 6 for this. Hebrews chapter 6 in just a minute. Here's what can happen. If we become captivated with what the world offers, if we neglect good spiritual disciplines like prayer and study and Bible reading, if we become captivated by what the world offers, assaulted by temptation, we can also be worn out by disappointment. And spiritual depression can set in, and there can be a gradual loss of faith, and right behind it, a loss of hope. But if you get serious about wholehearted daily Bible reading, what I've described will not happen. As you learn more about God and more about Jesus, more about the teachings given by the Holy Spirit through the apostles, more about what you need to do and what we need to do as a group, what families need to do, hope moves you beyond the darkness and surrounds you with light. 
And in your daily Bible reading, you'll come to places like this. In Hebrews 6, beginning at verse 10. For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and the love that you have shown for His name in serving the saints as you still do. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I will bless you and multiply you. And thus Abraham having patiently waited, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves, and in all their disputes an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise the unchangeable character of His purpose, He guaranteed it with an oath so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Those are the kinds of things you'll read when you get up every day and open this book. Reading God's Word on a regular basis enables you to consume this hope and rely on God's promises and avoid the dark depression the devil wants to put into us day by day. And so, do you want a faith that is based on the Word of God rather than what men say? Do you want to feed that faith do you want to know and remember and be provoked to engage in your obligations? And what about having your hope renewed day by day to accomplish these valuable results? Let's read the Bible every day this year. And in our teaching and preaching here, we're going to remind us to read the Bible daily. Let's be standing while we sing.